Good morning. Welcome to the ninth bowl of Question Crunch. Today's guest is my photographer friend, Jasmine, also known as Scarecrowbot. We talk about sexy mice, rude seagulls, and clueless makeup artists. So, Jasmine. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your photos. Thank uh, you. Always a big fan of your work. I'm a big fan of you in general. Uh, that being said, what websites have you taken photos for? Because I feel like you're all over the place. I want to know where who has paid you to go take photos. Am I all over the place? I assume that you're all over the okay. place. I've seen you post a lot of okay. places that you're going to. You are physically all over the place. Geographically all over the place. That's very true. Okay. So the first website that I shot content for was... Um, it was an alt porn site called Dangerous Dolls. That didn't last very long. They went Aww. out of business, and it was probably for the best, to be honest. That's kind of a shame that I, I don't know how a porn site goes out of business. They lost a backer, okay. is what we were that, told. All right. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then there was another site called Pixel Vixens, where they're, stu- they're still in business, but I stopped shooting for them because they were not really paying people, and that site has a really bad rep. I've shot the most and the longest for Cosplay Deviants, which is a a pinup adult cosplay site, which I really love working for them. So that's where I've been the happiest. I, you can see some of my uncredited work on Live Jasmine because I worked at their studio for a while. It's another porn site. If you know, obviously there's some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A pattern. There's okay. A pattern. There you go. So, yeah. A theme. There's yeah, a theme. theme. So, yeah. I'm not credited on Live Jasmine because uh, they just don't credit the they don't credit the photographers. It's all about the girls. They just, they pay you and say, okay, thanks for the set. But for some of the model profiles, it's on there. Okay. And then, of course, I have shot more family-friendly content for some websites. I have done articles for geekgirls.com. That's not a porn site. <laughs> these, these are not the porn <clears throat> sites. These are not the porn sites, but a lot of people think it is because the, the actual web link is geekxgirls.com. Uh-huh. And it's like, no. It's <laughs> actual like articles on social media. Uh, I currently do articles for confreaksandgeeks.com. That's where I've been the most active. And I've even shot... Uh, content like photos and a few articles for geekyfreaky.com mm-hmm. which is more adult themed but not porn it's like burlesque shows and events that are 18 plus so yeah that is where you could see most of my stuff that that sounds like a lot that, that sounds all over the place yeah okay <laughs> that's fair i mean as opposed to other people who are like oh i post on this <clears throat> website it's like all right cool that that you you did more than two. That's get around. <laughs> um, how did you get into photography? My dad, uh, he was a photographer. He taught me, and I loved doing it from a young age. And when he passed, I just kept it going. When I first started, um, I was just doing like portraits and fun stuff. And then I had a couple of friends who were aspiring models that they had a hard time finding photographers who would, who were trustworthy and would shoot the type of content they wanted to shoot. So I was like, well, I'll shoot your content. And one of my close friends who goes by Mistress Zelda, um, her name is Alyssa. I did my first like adult content set with her because there were no local photographers to shoot her. So uh, we did like a fun Mad Max themed nice. photo shoot. It was a lot of fun. Were, were they Mad? Were they Max or were they another character from the Max universe? It was, um, it was an original character, but so I should say post-apocalyptic. It was okay. post-apocalyptic themed because yeah. we had a car and she had a really cool costume and I uh-huh. did her hair and her makeup and we drove to like this desert area and, she got sunburned and it was hot, but Natural. the photos were yeah, the photos were really cool. So that was my first adult set, and that's how I've gotten more adult content work 
Uh-huh. Because it just kept going from there. And I've seen you, uh, I've seen you gone, you have gone to Wasteland, the yes. w- w- uh, Wasteland weekend, or is it? Yes, yeah. Wasteland weekend. Uh, do you get, do you get a lot of people doing post-apocalyptic photos with there, or uh, do oh, you get, yeah. nice. Yeah, like, um, one of my favorite things to do at Wasteland weekend is shoot during golden hour, because it lasts longer in the uh-huh. desert. So, right as it's approaching... That's pretty cool. Yeah, I will, I'll take my camera out to a clearing, and I usually have a friend or someone, like, wrangling people for me. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to post here. Just go bring me. <laughs> if someone looks cool, just go bring them so I can shoot them on the sunset. You've got a scout? Yeah, I have a scout. <laughs> like, I'll just be like, go get that person and bring them right here. Like, I pulled aside a group who ended up being a band once just because they were standing around and in their outfits, and I was like, hey, can I just take pictures of you? Sunset looks really cool. So that's my that's my favorite thing. This year when I go, I'm bringing some holly powder. Holy or holly? You know that colorful powder? No, I have no oh, idea. Okay. I think I've seen it. I know yeah. I know it exists. I just don't know the yeah. term. So it's called I think it's called it's either holy or holly powder. Okay. H O L I. But it's this colorful powder used in like Middle Eastern festivals. Yeah. yeah, and you throw it up and it looks really pretty and I want to bring that this year. Because I think the bright color against, like, the muted nature will look really awesome. I just have to plan it in advance because people have to be cool with getting, like, color powder on their fancy. I have a feeling that people who go to those, that that event, that event in particular, will be fine with it. It's the color thing because a lot of the a lot of the color scheme is very like natural like blacks and browns. It's yeah. very muted, so they have to cool be cool with you know exploding pink or red powder and just walking around like that. But I feel like I don't think that that stuff stains, right? I don't think it stains. It doesn't stain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I gotta make sure because a lot of people. The thing is, a lot of people work really hard on their costumes. Yeah. Distressing is so much harder than it looks. I tried it. It's awful sometimes. So I have to just make sure, like, hey, are you okay with getting, you know, pink powder on this thing that you took days, maybe months to work on? And I, I, I understand. I understand that feeling of like not wine, yeah. not wine pink on the costume that you yeah. spent weeks working to make sure it's not pink. Yeah. Um, but you but it's. Maybe- it's just a funny visual yeah. image of seeing someone in a post-apocalypse be like, yeah. oh, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, my gauntlet is not supposed to be pink. I would appreciate it if you... <laughs> I will ask around, and if you end up being right and people end up saying, fuck yeah, then I'll let you know. Oh, I'm like, okay, I, you can I, say I, I told there's, you There's so. a good chance I'm, I'm really considering okay. going this year. You should go. I'm super considering it. lots of water and sunblock. Sure. But you should go, go um, at least once in your life. That's 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 pretty much it. I I, I would like to uh, see what a an post apocalyptic environment is like yeah. prior to it being a <laughs> being an apocalypse. Yeah, fun apocalypse, <laughs> fun apocalypse. I would like to goof off in that kind of environment before it becomes Seriously. survival. That's good. That's good logic. Um, you said you started when you uh, what age were you starting? Because you said you started with just friends who want to be models. Yeah. So I started to seriously do it, like, early college. Okay. But I've actually, I've had a camera in my possession since a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried playing with my dad's cameras, and so he would buy me disposables, and when I showed a stronger interest, he would, like, upgrade, like, well, here's a film camera, and here's a better film camera. And uh, when I got older, older, he was teaching me on his... 35 miller millimeter film camera so i've always been a shutter bug and um probably high school is when i started taking portraits of my no it's definitely when i started taking portraits of my friends yeah and early college is when i started like seriously doing portraits like of friends now i think uh i, I pl- many uh, high school photography classes is it high school that they start teaching kids how to uh develop their film it depends. Okay. I went to a school that was in the hood, so we didn't have a fancy program. Like okay. That. Yeah. Um, I saw Ghostbusters. You can do that in any room, really. <laughs> <laughs> My dad had a developer room in the apartment. Yeah. And he did show me the basics, but because um, everything is digital now, yeah. I have lost the knowledge. I would like to pick it up again for fun, mm-hmm. but nowadays when most people do film, it's for art 
like passion project. I mean, you can see it instantly. Yeah. Like yeah. with, with digital, you can be like, I didn't like that shot. Or it can take a million at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like Versus film, of... it's like, I hope this was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'd like to do it again just because I think it's kind of good to keep some, some of the knowledge, like the old school stuff, especially well, it, when you're learning. But wouldn't the process of developing be like kind of therapeutic just as far as like going through this whole process of making it? I, I think I would it assume would. so. I would assume so, but I haven't actually developed a picture since I was in high school. That was so <laughs> Back when you didn't have real stresses. <laughs> yeah. It might be therapeutic now. <laughs> I'll let you know how I ever do it. Well, okay. So uh, you you've 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 uh, evolved as far as uh, different technologies, as far as cameras. Uh, what equipment do you have? You just really enjoyed in with cameras? Like, is it a particular lens? Is it a flash? Like, what equipment is your like weapons of choice? Definitely the flash. I've been learning to. I've been really learning to do more with my speed lights, which uh-huh. are those flashes that go on the uh on top of the on camera. top of the camera yeah um none of the big like the lights that you hold yeah. way away from the flat camera because i've seen photographers use that before i don't like those so okay i those are really heavy yeah and especially since i don't have a car i've been trying to find ways to improve my lighting while not having to deal with really heavy equipment like um my awesome creative Bud and fellow photographer, uh, Chief Geek, mm-hmm. Brandon, he has, like, his photography is great. He lugs some big equipment around, though. He has, like, a a wagon. He has a little wagon. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't want a wagon. Yeah. Also, I get really paranoid of people because, like, if someone tries to run up and snatch my stuff, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to drop the wagon and run after them or run after them with the wagon? You never know. I like being able to just attach everything to me and go. So that's why I've been exper like not experimenting, but I learned to get better with my speed lights. Mm-hmm. And I've done some really good lighting and shot some really great photos using just those small flashes. Nice. Yup. I feel like uh you're gonna get you're gonna get to a point where you have like a backpack from Mary Poppins, the one man band kind of I thing. I wish. <laughs> I told myself I would never get a backpack because I thought it was too much. Yeah. But then a, a photographer who goes by a Kanani Designs, she was like, dude, I swear by the backpack. <laughs> and also, my shoulder bag was getting so heavy that it was hurting. So I finally got a backpack. And now I'm up to a big backpack. I went from a small backpack to a big backpack. So I'm, I'm a backpack. You were against person. it at first. I was because I just wanted to be... Mobile. I wanted yeah. to grab my shit and go because now whenever I want to take photos or set up lighting, I gotta set my backpack down, set up, and then break down, put it in my backpack and go. So it slowed me down a tiny bit, but it's you know, it's I'm still not dragging around a wagon. Oh yeah, no. So. I, I I feel like in a few years we'll be like that one character from a Labyrinth where she's like, oh you need this flash, you need this flash. Here we go. Let's add more to your backpack. <laughs> It's gonna get taller and taller. <laughs> Every time I add something to my bag, yeah. right now I take I take a thing out, so I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it just in a bag. Don't want to be that person. You gotta keep it balanced, right? Right. Or that like dude from the Hellboy movie who's like, you got that shiny thing, <laughs> his, his little wagon body. You you don't want the wagon. I don't want the wagon. I well, really but he don't. he needed to have the wagon because he didn't fair. have. That's fair. That's fair. He didn't have legs, but I just I just, I'm good with the backpack. Uh huh. That's good. I think that that Hellboy character actually had the least amount of hoarding. I don't. He liked the shiny thing, but at, even Hoggle from the La, from Labyrinth. That's He true. had more stuff than yeah, the, that dude. That. I don't want to be Hoggle. <laughs> so one of my favorite things, one of my favorite conversations that you and I have had, yes. is talking about uh, what kind of smutty stuff you want to take that isn't isn't yeah. the, is based on characters that are not necessarily sexual but mm. can be sexual that's always a fun conversation i love it because i don't think a lot of people get the appeal i would say it's a very niche audience the people that love it love it but then everyone else is like what the fuck or some people don't even know they like it until they see it yeah 
It's just like, uh, oh, bring bring back Harley Quinn. I'm like, but there's there's a million different characters that you can pick from. <laughs> you um gave you were the one who gave me the Ernest scared stupid idea. Yeah, and I'm still I still haven't given up on it. So which one do you have now? Which one do wh- I have? Which which model do you have that would be interested in that thing? Which I character? Have the troll. Okay, I got the nurse for you. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna send you I'm gonna okay. send you nurse. Okay, I have the troll. It's just a matter okay. of figuring out how do we do the prosthetic. Yeah, because. Every time I tell a model about that idea, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my god. Most of them. Yeah. They're like, that sounds freaking amazing. Um, but it's a matter of, will they be able to sell it? Who knows? I yeah. think it has a lot of potential because it's so weird. But yeah, I have a, a, a potential troll. So we just okay. well, got to figure out the I have an nurse for you. I have an nurse for you. All right. And uh, I might have a prosthetic <clears throat> person for you as well. I'll, I'll, I'll let okay. them know the idea. We'll but have the, to. Yeah. Well, because, like, uh, uh, the person that would be willing to earn it, uh, I was talking to her, and she was saying, like, uh, that she uh, she models for uh, female photographers for free. Oh, yeah. sweet. Uh, her name's Shodire. I'll, I'll tell you her information, okay. but she, I think, would be a perfect earnest. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. And I'll so. send you my troll. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I really want this to happen. I mean, we, we've, I like, do it I think we were even talking about for uh, last Halloween, but we ran out of time. So this time, now that we're in January, I'm like... I want it for 2020. I want this okay. for Halloween. Okay, that's a goal. That's yeah. a New Year's resolution. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to right. have a sexy, earnest, scared, stupid. And so what I keep thinking about what would make it so perfect is that the troll's uh, weakness is milk. Yeah. And so if they got this whole scene of pouring milk on the troll... <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that we have to, but it's just... I kept thinking of how it would be... How you would take this weird scene yeah. and make it sexy. <laughs> Another one that I like, I kind of thought would be fun, like if I could find someone to do it, was. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? Um, there's an all that character that Keenan played, who uh, his he was like a, he was a lactose intolerant, super, right? Yeah, he was yeah. lactose intolerant. So all of his villains were milk themed. Yeah, well, they had the milkman was one of his big villains, and that yes. that kid actually he he always seemed like the Riddler. He would always be over yes. exaggerated. Yep, I remember that kid. His name, the actor's name was Josh something. No idea. But I, don't I can't remember. I can't remember the hero's name. Yeah. But that would always that would be a really fun, silly, stupid thing to lewd. I think it would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna go on milk theme now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could talk about other liquids. But yeah. Well, Ernest Scared Stupid is one of my favorite ones, just because uh, um, that's one movie that I'm like always obsessed with because uh-huh. it's. It's too childish to be a scary movie, but too scary to be a kid's movie. Yeah, it is. It's it's so fucking weird. Well, it's a, great. There's this one scene yeah. where Ernest is driving away, and uh, the troll has the truck. Yeah. And the troll is pulling the truck back with like a, the rope that he's got. I remember in, that. And the lighting on the troll is yeah. scary as fuck. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Even the way they like the prosthetics and the way they designed the trolls were yeah. really gnarly looking. But yeah. So I agree. The idea of them like turning children into figures that's fucking creepy yeah then you have like jim varney like hella overreacting and it's so it's so silly it's so silly it's 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 a scary movie i i i I love it i always have to watch it every halloween season i gotta watch it i might watch it tonight we'll see (laughs) is it streaming anywhere it's not streaming anywhere it it was at some point it was on netflix i have to double check but i have it on dvd because i needed to as soon as i saw it i was like Guess I'm going to buy fair. it. Yeah, if it's one of your, like, fave faves, you got to own it. Well, it's, uh, I think last time on, a, uh, not this past Halloween, but the Halloween before that, uh, I I bought uh, the Halloween tree on Amazon, and it was really awful because Amazon was like, um, do, you also, uh, do you also want this Halloween thing? And I was like, I didn't know I wanted it, but I didn't know I needed to have it, but now I definitely absolutely do. Um, but yeah, back to the, um, back to the photo shoots that, uh, you make sexy of characters that aren't sexy. Yes. Um, if you did a photo shoot of, based on a 90s cartoon, what would it be? Okay. My latest obsession, I really want to do a lewd, silly pinky in the brain. Yeah. Um, the challenge is is the set because the models would need to seem small. <laughs> uh, so I have a I have an Amazon list filled with like large blow up props and then I have to figure out a way to get the cage. Yeah. That's my biggest challenge. If I could figure that out, 
I have girls in mind and I even talked to the uh, liaison at the company I worked with and she didn't completely shoot it down. She just said, if you can make it fun and sexy and sellable, we will, you know, like it has a really good chance of working for the site. Someone did Mermaid Man and Mar Barnacle Boy and they made that sexy. So I'm really confident I could do Pinky in the Brain and have it be amazing. That set piece is probably gonna drive me crazy, but that's my. I'm I'm, that's my I'm currently going with. to my head. I'm like, what was their what was the bottom <clears throat> of their cage designed in? Because if you can have them playing around or rolling in the like, I think it was like newspaper or wood. I don't yeah. think it's wood chips. No, it's it's not. I think it's like newspaper or it's something really basic. Uh huh. Um. And then they had the wheel in there, but I don't think I would get the wheel. No. Uh. Like, some of the props that I have, like, I found a large blow-up Sharpie. Like, uh-huh. I'm thinking large blow-up Sharpie and one of those giant, like, boards. Because Brain's always... Writing down the plans. plans. Yeah. So, like, one of those. Um, if I can find a, a, maybe a backdrop or a wall that has a texture that looks like bars. Uh-huh. I could work with that. Sure. So. Oh, well, we just have to uh, take photos next to uh, Trump's wall that he has. And that'll be- <laughs> oh, that would. That one little section. That one little section of giant bars. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm i I'm a big fan of this Pinky in the Brain concept. Thank you. Me too. So that's, that's probably one of my big 2020 things that I would really like to do because I'm so confident that I could do it. Now, would you have like a full body, like, uh, like white full body outfits? Or? No, I was thinking more like stylized leotards okay. with um, high socks and like shoes to match the feet color. Hot. So yeah. the pink, like pink yeah. shoes? Yes, because they could easily Fantastic. take off a leotard. Uh-huh. Um, but then they'll still have like the, the pink gloves and shoes and then like the big ears. <laughs> the... <laughs> The model that I really want to be my pinky is a girl or a model named Anastasia who's uh-huh. local because she's tall. Yeah. <clears throat> but she's really goofy. She uh-huh. makes really silly faces. So she would be such a great pinky. But then I have to sh- find a short model who can like do bitch face really well. Sure. My brain. <laughs> So, I like I like I like the hunt subject of like uh, you have to write look uh, in search for a model that can do bitch face at a yeah. tiny <laughs> M can do bitch face because Anastasia would be a great pinky she's so charismatic and goofy but yeah I, um, I would the creators if I was pinky I would have a hard time not saying narf every few seconds I'm pretty sure Anastasia would narf yeah she would how totally can you not narf. how can you how not? not I don't I don't it would be it would be harder to not narf yeah. than narfing. Yeah. Like all the actors who made lightsaber sounds. <laughs> I think my favorite narf is the slow narf. The narf whenever Pinky would be like really surprised or like oh. be really awestruck. Aww. It would be the whole, no. <laughs> I always love the awe. Yeah. If I get that off, the, if I actually can get that off the ground, I will have, have to resist the urge to like share it like everywhere. Yeah. I would probably send it to like uh, Paulson and uh, other. <laughs> Maurice LaMarche. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I I would love tag them on, them I would tag them on social media and be yeah. like, not to the nudie shots, but like. <laughs> Unless you want the, the nudie shots. <laughs> I don't know. How they would feel, but sure. I would at least do the the, the sexy fun shots. Yeah. I would tag them and be like, "All right, you guys inspired me, so this <laughs> is what has has been birthed." I'm just picturing uh, the the brain writing something down and the pinky lean over, looking at what. <laughs> yeah, like even if the company that I shot for didn't buy the set, I think it would be great to just get out because I wanted to do it for so long. Oh yeah, no, some of those some of those projects you just have to get done. That's true. Yeah, some projects you have to just get out of your system. I know uh, when I draw a comic, uh, sometimes I'll be stuck on one gag and it's not working, but I can't move on until I get this gag out of my system. I will get it out of my system. Um, okay, so let's move on to another photo shoot question I want to ask you. Okay. Um, what sexy photo shoot would you do with relatively unsexy characters would you do if uh, the characters are all blue? 
Or at least the shoot is based on blue Before characters. Before I answer, yeah. why the color blue? I love the color blue. Okay. I'm a big fan of the color <clears> blue. So. Because I think I even drew a comic yeah. at, during October yeah. where I based all the characters on blue characters. So, there's two. Yeah. The first one is the tick. Okay. And the second one is Freakazoid. <laughs> um, I did the tick with a model. You've done a tick. I've done the tick. It didn't get, um, the set never got bought. <sighs> Actually, I never thought to share the photos. But, okay, it wasn't I want to my... see at least a photo. I don't okay, have to watch I'll all the photos. I'll show you a photo. Okay. So, I never really shared it or talked about it after because um, the night that I shot it, I had ordered, uh, you know, a trigger from online and it ended up being faulty. So, the lighting was not great. Uh-huh. I had to do a lot of heavy editing to make it look okay. But at the end of the day... Like, um, the site was like, you know, we like the idea, but the lighting. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. And then the model that I shot it with, she was so busy with work. And then she had a lot of life issues that we never got to reshoot it. And I would really love to revisit it because I love the tick. And if I could have an Arthur, that would be even great. But Freakazoid, that has also been on my pat, like, uh, my passion project list, um, it's just a matter of finding someone willing to do the body paint. Yeah. Um, at a at a decent price, because skin editing is really for me. It's really difficult, but also um, I would rather touch up a body paint than have to just do the whole edit. I feel the body I, paint looks better <clears throat> than the edited faces. I like the way it looks. Uh-huh. Per over skin edit. But um, skin editing is easier when you don't have a busy background. Yeah. And the way I would shoot Freakazoid, it would be a very busy background. Because oh. he... Because you know how uh, he starts in his room and he hits the button? Yeah. That's how I would want to start it. Okay. So I would have it in like a messy, nerdy looking bedroom. Yeah. And start it like that. And then have the model suddenly like be like, boom, I'm sexy <laughs> Freakazoid. And like... Because then it would make sense why I would be shooting that set in a uh-huh. room. Uh, so yeah, Freakazoid and the Tick are like my two favorite blue characters that I'd really like to lewd. I think that the Tick is fantastic. I would kind of want uh, his sidekick. Uh, what was it Little Wooden Boy? <laughs> little, I don't remember the Little. Yeah, sidekick boy. before Ar- when Arthur before did want to be. Yeah. Well, no, no. I think Arthur decided I don't want to be a sidekick. Gotcha. Okay. And he's like, fine. I'll find another sidekick. I haven't watched the series in a while. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was Little Wooden Boy. I, it might be that. I'd have to look it, it up. But it's, it's, some, it's such, a, such, such weird character. Well, it's it a wood thing. A wood, it's a wood yeah. thing, but with like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going to Google this. But no, uh, um, I think Tick would be fantastic. It was a lot of fun to shoot that first time. If my uh-huh. lighting hadn't been so like garbage, it would have been it would have been great. I'm just wondering what kind of gag you could put on a uh, the idea of doing a chair dance on chair face Chippendale. <laughs> that would be so weird. Yeah. Did chair face? Yeah, they'd have they'd have to lie down like the whole time. I know. I don't. Th- I don't think it would be even be possible no. to do it. Yeah. But it's just funny to have the whole thing of like sit on sit on my face, and the fact that he actually has a chair for a face <laughs> would be a thing to do. <laughs> like, let me find like the sexiest model I can and be like, all right, your your head's gonna be a chair. <laughs> like, sorry. Like, can we just. I'm super confident down. it's not possible because no, I'm. Mean, it would be so awkward looking. <laughs> Not unless I wanted to do like a bunch of special effects edits, and I don't. <laughs> but if you ha- if you have the model, uh, if you're doing rooftop photo shoot with the model with Tick, uh, running it from rooftop to rooftop, that would be awesome. Then you do have to edit the moon or have a moon in the oh, sky. Yeah, I wouldn't mind with that. with chair. <laughs> the first time I shot it, it was shot in a hotel, and we made it look like uh, the Tick had just come from fighting a bad guy because yeah. I had a we shot it during the weekend of D twenty three, and I had a giant tail because I was a Monster Inc. character. So I had the set started, and, like, the girl just kicks open the door, and she valiantly steps into the into the room since they live in, like, an irregular apartment. And then she just kind of tosses the tail, and she's all like, all right, after a day of, you know... Spoon! Yeah, like, after a day of, um, 
of superheroing. I'm gonna get comfortable, and that was the theme, and it was really cool. But yeah, the lighting was garbage. Triumphant day of patrolling done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always a big fan of how cheesy the tick is. Uh, did you ever watch the Amazon show Tick? Oh yes, I did. I really liked it. I'm so upset that it got canceled. I am too. I think it was one of those things. Like maybe it was just too weird for too weird for people. I don't know. I don't but know. I really loved it. There's a lot of stuff on Amazon that is weird. That's true, and it's still going. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm really so. I'm bummed that I got canceled because they had such great idea for what could be the next season. Yeah. However, if you're going to be canceled, that was a pretty good episode to get canceled on. I agree. Because it was them finally realizing the super, that their partnership and they run into the, the sunset. Yeah. That's that awesome. That's so great. <laughs> and I really loved, over, I loved watching Overkill and the Tick um, like banter together. <laughs> I still watch the Patrick Warburton one from time sure. to time because I have that on DVD and I just, he's such a great tick. I, I love Patrick Warburton's performance as a tick, but I, I really love yeah. the writing of the Amazon tick show. I think Yeah, that, it was a lot better. It was so clever. My favorite line on it that always makes me laugh whenever I think about it is when uh, uh, Tick meets uh, Arthur's family and his dad's like, look at you, and he's like, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewatch that now. I remember most of the one-liners from the Warburton tick because I've watched it the most. Uh-huh. But I don't remember as many from the other one, even though I really did enjoy the story. So where would I find more. Tick? Was it is it on Netflix right now, or is it? Uh, or is it on Amazon? Because I it's I, on Amazon, okay. but I own the DVD. Yeah, they had. I think Amazon was streaming the Warburton one for a minute. Yeah, I don't know if they still are, but yeah, I own the DVD. I just feel. I feel like I haven't seen that one in a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm still bitter about losing the Amazon tick, so I want to rewatch Watch the Patrick Warburton. And my, another favorite thing about the Amazon tick was that uh, when their budget went up, they made his costume better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they explained... <laughs> They explained that he yeah. kind of sheds, and they kind of like just not like. Arthur found a piece of his costume, that. and he's like, "Are I you shedding?" I remember that. <laughs> I re- that was really funny and really clever. So, like that was the only thing that was a, a bit distracting for uh-huh. me for the first season, like the costume. Like I didn't love it. Okay. But because everything else was so good, I was like, okay, whatever. But when they improved his costume, and well, then yeah, they said he was shedding. Was second like, season costume was fantastic. I love second season. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. The first season. The first season, oh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Sure. And then Danger Boat, my God. (laughs) I love love Danger Boat being, (laughs) having a crush on Arthur. Spoiler alert, but you gotta watch the series. Yeah, it's a good series. So, the Freakazoid, you're just gonna keep him in this, the Freakazoid photo shoot, you're gonna keep in the room? Maybe. It really depends on what I can get away with as far as set. Yeah. Uh, Um, if, um, I would want Freakazoid to be able to go out. Yeah. But public nudity is still kind of is still frowned upon sure. here. So keeping it in a room would make more sense unless there's a way I can uh, have him her break out. Uh, so it's one of those things where I would need to I would need to see what location I had and what was more accessible. If I got one of my model friends in Oregon to do it, public nudity is okay up there. Up there? That's awesome. Or it's either <clears throat> it's either Oregon or Seattle. Because uh-huh. I think in Oregon you can be topless as long as you're not like at a kid's playground or something yeah. obvious. But like if you're in a forest. Uh, and then well, it's funny that you say forest because the thing that I keep thinking about whenever I think of Freakazoid, like I have to watch Freakazoid again. It's been years, yeah. but the one that always comes to my mind is Candle Jack. I don't remember that one. Candle Jack has that whole bit where uh, they're, they're, um, Freakazoid is there being like, it's, it's a camp for kids and they're like, uh, they're like don't say Candle Jack, Jack oh, or he'll do it. Okay. He'll, ki- yeah. he'll kidnap you. And yeah. Freakazoid's like, okay. uh, oh, what? I'm not going to say Candle Jack. Candle Jack will never kidnap us in any time. And he explains that he just wanted that next cutscene of them being kidnapped by Candle Jack. <laughs> wow. I would love to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in quite a while either. Uh-huh. Um, I'm surprised it's not streaming because Pinky and the Brain is. 
But, so yeah, it depends on what locations I have available. If I could, I also like the idea of having such a funny character, just having a lot of space yeah. to be ridiculous. So I would definitely need to rewatch to get a few more ideas because I instantly think city and mayhem, uh -huh. but I can't have somebody run naked around a city sure. causing mayhem. So <laughs> I got to get, I got to, I got to work with that one a little bit. Like maybe if I could get like a city, like a cartoony cityscape backdrop and yeah, just have them, uh, I don't know, maybe weaponizing a rubber chicken or something. <laughs> It's been forever since I've been. It's been forever since I've seen Freakazoid, because like uh, when I'm thinking about your tick photo shoot, all these ideas of what you could do with it the come up. The tick is easier because he, they live in an apartment. Yeah. So you can make an apartment setting work for the tick very easily. Like I could have my model accidentally break a sink or something uh -huh. and get and get sprayed with water. Uh, but Freakazoid transforms in the room and then he goes out and goes nuts. So. Well, I think you can also, if, uh, you had take, uh, stop criminals in a bank, I think that could also be a thing. That could be a thing. Or break but into the guy's more, hideout. Yeah. I yeah. would need, for that, I would need more models. Yeah. No, that's I fair. Yeah, I always start with one because it's easier to wrangle one model yeah. than many. Yeah. So if it were, if the idea were to build like another model would say, oh my God, I want to be involved. This sounds good. Then that's, <laughs> that's when I would be like, okay, we got to find, now, now it's a thing. Now it's a story. <laughs> and I got to figure out a way to utilize both of you. What? What cosplay photo shoot would you want to do if you're using uh, characters that are based, a photo shoot based on puppets? Team America. Team America? Oh, Team America. That's a good one. Oh, man. So, <laughs> Team America. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That was the first good thing call. that popped into my head because I can easily make it sexy, funny, <laughs> dramatic, um, the costumes would be relatively easy to get yeah. get together. Um, oh my god, and I just love that movie. Like, I could take the idea for the set in so many different directions. Um, I could either... Would make... you want to do a bondage thing about that? Because I'm thinking of all the strings that are used with the characters. That would not be a bad idea. Actually, <laughs> just to have them, like, hanging. Yeah. Like, uh... I would want to involve at least one fake explosion so like if i were gonna do <laughs> like i don't like to do heavy editing on mass amounts of photos because obviously it's a lot of work yeah but if like if i were shooting it as a set like maybe the last three photos i would do an explosion because i feel like an unnecessary explosion is necessary. Yeah. Like maybe the puppets did something sexy and then something just exploded for no reason. Um, would, you, would, you, would you do uh, Kim Jong, uh, what was it? Kim Jong, it was Kim Jong Il Puppet. Okay, cool, yeah. If I were doing characters, I would most likely do Lisa and Gary because they had, because they were the main couple. And if I had a girl that was Lisa, I could have her. Um, dramatically flip her hair in some uh, of the photos and we can't forget that obscene puppet sex scene yeah so <laughs> i could have like if i could find models do like really silly poses or even <laughs> like if they're just hanging out at the bar there's like there's so so much like i love to even <laughs> i'm just i'm just thinking of the whole uh kim jong-il song i'm so oh i'm, I'm so, so rowdy yeah <laughs> It would be hard to find a model willing to be a sexy Kim Jong-il puppet. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident that I could get, like, Lisa, like Lisa and Gary. That, that, that is definitely more feasible. Yeah. I even kind of like, um, I don't remember the other two, but there was the, there was the, the one who was, like, the Nebraska boy and the Asian girl that he had a crush I... on. Yeah. I just want to show. I'm just a football Mitch player in the Midwest. Yeah, him. Fuck, I want to watch that movie now. Me too. But yeah, yeah. I just know I would want to have it, it be really. Freedom, vulnerable. freedom costs a buckle five or something. Yes, like that. 
like when that movie came out so it was the only movie as a kid that like because where i grew up um like i grew up off of crenshaw and king in south central Mm -hmm. and if you wanted a bootleg movie it wasn't hard to find one but that movie was the first time i was like oh my god i can't wait till this comes out on dvd i'm gonna go hit up the bootleggers and none of them had it and i was so mad what yeah none of them had it (laughs) so i had to wait like a good citizen for the dvd to come out law yeah and i wasn't 18 at the time so i had to like get my dad to buy it for me because i wasn't 17 either i think i was maybe 15 or 16 uh yeah and some places still like check ids for rated r's but uh yeah i think i had to get to my dad to buy it for me and i did buy the soundtrack and i listened to the crap out of that soundtrack. <laughs> so i would totally do a team america and then i would probably do like a have it be this special thing for i did for fourth of july <laughs> The most patriotic photo shoot you've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> then the big uh, unnecessary but necessary explosion would make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, which do you prefer, outdoor or indoor photo shoots? Oh. Honestly, I, I as much as I like outdoor... I can't help but prefer indoor because the lighting control is a lot easier. Uh Uh-huh. When I shoot outdoor, as much as I love the photos, sometimes the lighting, sometimes the lighting can be a pain in the butt. Uh, So I really have to plan in advance. You know how I don't like to, I don't, I don't like to have a bunch of stuff. (laughs) When I'm shooting in a studio or indoor, I can do... I can bring minimal equipment because it's already there. Yeah. But when I'm outdoors, I tend to over-prepare because I'm like, oh, what is the light going to look like? Are there going to be enough shadows for me to avoid the sun? Is the sun going to be glaring and all this stuff? When I do when I do get it done, I am happy with my photos and my product, but shooting outdoors does give me a little bit of anxiety sometimes because of it. Especially since I don't have a car and I can only really bring what I can carry. Yeah. Um, and I hate beach shooting the most. <laughs> the lighting is always... You have like such a small window at the beginning and the end of the day to get it. And then you have to really watch your equipment and there's sand everywhere. And depending on where you are, there's aggressive seagulls. And like nobody... <clears throat> Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's, so, there's so many Star Wars references in one sentence. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of Anakin yeah. with his sand. I fucking hate sand. Sand is the worst. And now Yoda with the... <laughs> you don't want to get it. You don't want to get the sand in your equipment. Yeah. And then, yeah, s- seagulls can be very aggressive, especially <laughs> if they think you have food. They, um, they poke in your head. Not fun. Not my... They haven't poked in my head, but they have tried to, like take my like really get at my food before because uh-huh. one time i did a um i did a beach shoot and it was supposed to be early in the morning but the model was like oh i have stuff to do can we do it later in the day and i was like yeah okay sure but at the time we shot there was a lot of people out and i had my lunch and I kept piling all my equipment on top of it. Because at first I just had it sitting there weighted down. But this group of seagulls kept trying to get at my sandwich. <laughs> so I pulled, like, I took all my equipment and I piled it on top thinking, they can't get this shit. And lo and behold, like, like the model's like, oh my god, your stuff. And I see a bunch of seagulls pulling at my bags to get to the sandwich under there. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, because it's like, click, click, click. Oh, my God, let me run back. And I was just like, damn, I wish I never brought this sandwich. Because, <laughs> but, like, I also didn't want to throw it away because I got it from this place that was kind of expensive. And I really wanted to eat it. But, yeah, when, they're, when they know you have food, they're aggressive. <laughs> so... Um, you said that uh, when you're in Wasteland, because you're in the desert, you have mm-hmm. more time for like that golden hour. Yeah. Um, what? How is the golden hour usually when you're not in a longer period of time? 
Uh, Do you like freak out? Like it's like, oh my god, we gotta get this done in like the next few minutes. Yes, because when uh, when you're like in like somewhere there's a lot of mountains, the sun can disappear. Trees, the sun can disappear a lot more quickly. So yeah, you do tend to like go, oh my god, let's go, let's go. Um, We only have X amount of time for light. When I was uh, shooting with the Deviants in Arizona, we had hiked to this little like tiny waterfall location and Golden Hour was gorgeous, but all in the span of like under an under an hour, the sun <laughs> went behind a like a mountain and the light completely changed. And I was like, well, okay. It's so yeah. But in Wasteland, like because it's open desert, like you yeah. have a really big window. That's awesome. So it's way easier. Um, what has been your worst experience being a photographer? Was it the beach? Was it your food? <laughs> Actually, no, that wasn't the worst. Okay. One. I think the worst one was um so I, I organize uh, like portfolio photo shoot like events. Yeah. And uh, this model who I'd known her for a while, mm-hmm. but she kept asking if she could. She said that she was going to school to become a makeup artist and she really wanted to work an event. And um, I kept kind of putting off working with her because I'm really apprehensive about new makeup artists. Sure. But she kept she kept asking and. I saw a couple photos of her work, and I was like, oh, this is nice. And she was like, yeah, I can, you know, uh, I just really, like, I want a chance to just, you know, do more than myself and what's in class. So I sent her samples of what I wanted, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's easy. Oh, yeah, that's easy. And even one of my models was very dark-skinned. I was like, have you worked with dark skin before? And she said, I did once in class. She might have to bring her own foundation in case I can't match it, which that should have been a red flag for me. Just <laughs> anybody, anybody out in the world, a real makeup artist should have every color. But yeah, so she said she might have to bring her own foundation, but yes. Uh, so after talking with her, I even said, uh, do you want me to get a second makeup artist so you're not overwhelmed? She was like, no, I got this. I got this. And when we get there, she doesn't seem to know what she's doing. I even told uh, one. Of, I told one of my friends like, um, "You don't need to." I said, "You don't need to bring a lot of makeup because she's gonna have her kit. It'll be good." And but yeah, when we get there, she doesn't seem to know what she's doing, and I'm just like watching, horrified, like, "Oh my god!" Because uh, she was uh, doing like she. She did one girl, Dorian's friend Ada yeah. was one of the models. Uh-huh. And when I saw how she did Ada's makeup, I was like, that looks, it didn't look horrible, but it didn't look great. And Ada even uh, ended up fixing it a bit herself. And then she went on my friend Bree, who's the dark skin model, and she was using so much um, highlighter on her. And like, I swear her face looked kind of silvery and weird for a second. And I was like, no, you need to, I was like, you need to start that over. Um, she started, when she started doing Lore, my friend Lauren's makeup, she didn't contour or anything. She just went at her with foundation. And Lauren was like, aren't you gonna contour? And she was like, oh yeah. I should do that first. <laughs> and she started like looking at Laura's face like she didn't know where to put the contour. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> so um, I ran to the person at the studio and I was like, do you know a makeup artist I could call? Because this is going awfully. And um, and they were like, let me let me see who I, who I have in my book. And then I happened to see there was another photo shoot going on in the next studio. And I run in there and I see this girl. She looks really pretty. And I was like, are you a makeup artist? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, are you doing anything right now? And she was like, no, I'm just waiting for them to finish the set. And I was like, okay, the makeup artist I hired is really awful. If I just give you all her money, will you come and please save my shoot? Um, I think I asked her first, like, have you ever done like dark skin? Cause, um, my model and friend Brie, like was the makeup was so bad that she was like, she wanted, she was upset. Like she like, she wanted to cry. 
And I was like, have you ever done like dark skin? Oh my God, can you please come save my shoot? And she was like, yeah, I have some downtime. And then I had to go, it was the only time I had to go to a makeup artist and say, okay, look, this is not working out. She's going to take over. You can stay and watch her. Um, and so you I can find out what you did wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I even told her, I said, I'm going to have to pay her. And if I have uh, any money left over, I'll at least reimburse you for gas for coming out here. Um, but by the end of the shoot, I didn't because the makeup snafu had cost, up, cost us so much time that I got extra studio time to make up for it. Uh, so yeah, like I, all the money that I agreed to pay the first makeup artist, I gave to the now new makeup artist who, who name, I believe her name was like Lady J or something. She's really good. Uh, and then I went and, uh, paid her more money because she did such a good job in such a short time and it really turned my shoot around. But that was the only time where I was like, I could see everybody looking terrified and I was just like. Oh, you can't see my face, people listening. But it's, it's like... You can hear it by the tone of your yeah, voice. like, it was awful. Like, I just felt my, my photo shoot and my, like, going downhill and my models were sad and freaked out. They didn't want her near their face. Like, uh And then, um... I think later she asked me, like, are you at least going to reimburse me for gas? And I was like, well, no, because I had to get extra studio time. So, <laughs> no. Sorry. How about you reimburse me for uh, lying about your abilities? <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, like, I normally have my go-to talent that I know is reliable. Yeah. And I haven't really taken a chance on anybody new in a while since the last couple times. Makes sense. It went so yeah, like like now I'm scared. Yeah. But yeah, that was that the, the biggest <laughs> I, thing now. Like if I say like, you know, can you do cuz when I do book models, especially for big shoots, I try to have a really diverse uh like cast of models. So I have to like ask like are you comfortable or have you, you know, is there someone with dark skin in your portfolio? Is there someone with really pale skin? Um, cause yeah. And now if, now if they ever tell me like, I don't have that color in my kit, it's like, well, why don't you have that color in your kit? Like, don't know if I could trust you <laughs> with uh, my friend's face. Uh, I don't know if, uh, I would say that you're scared. I think that that's just, you learned. You, you learned a very That's valuable right. lesson. Very, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. So, never, never again. Uh, besides making sure that you, you have a makeup artist that you can trust, what other advice do you have for photographers or people looking into getting into photography? Advice. Practice definitely makes perfect. Um, so... Find somebody, like, don't, don't start big. Like, I would just, like, what I did was I found friends who would let me practice on them. Learning lighting is the most tricky, is, can be the most tricky part. Um, if you can master, na na mastering natural light first is what most photographers do. But, yeah, like, take, take a friend or two who just wants some nice photos for, like, Facebook or whatever and just practice like go to different locations and see how this light works and how that light doesn't work um a photographer named adam chilson gave me really good advice when i was younger and he told me that expensive equipment does not make you better and that's something that i repeated in my head a lot because I don't always make a whole lot of money from my photography. So I try to be really fiscally responsible when I'm upgrading my equipment. Uh, like I said, this, like I've been using speed lights a lot the last couple of years and you can get those really affordable. And if you figure out how to do those, it'll save you a lot of money as you know, versus going and getting a big alien B which an Alien B is a great strobe light for photography, but they're big and they're expensive. So you gotta experiment. Uh, um, like I use gels 
in my photography, which those add color. A pack can cost you anywhere from 10 to $30, maybe more depending on the brand. But the gels that I use are, they were like 10 bucks and I use them with my speed lights and they add a good pop of color, but you can cheat that with cellophane. Yeah. So it's good to just have, have the, have the time to ex experiment and try different things and don't get caught up on, well, this, this person said this brand is necessary and this person said that brand is necessary because you just got to find what works for you. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing. It just involves a lot of practice and experimentation, but you have to do it with someone you're comfortable with because not all of your photos are going to come out great and you don't want to learn with someone who's going to be like, well, I look fat and that's awful and you know, I don't like it. You want someone who's going to encourage encourage you yeah. um yeah uh what kind of advice would you give to a an aspiring vintage style space hero that is so random yeah it's it's a crucial question it's a question that we all should ask ourselves some from time to time an aspiring vintage space hero yeah make sure that your suit is made of from a really good sturdy materials <laughs> rip in space okay i'm gonna approach this as a costumer yeah okay go for it approach this in any way like don't fall a for vintage, the trap <laughs> a vintage space hero yeah okay so do a lot of research on your suit uh-huh so that you know what elements you're going to be exposed <laughs> to and make sure that whatever fabric or armor you have is, you know, laser resistant because you never know if you're going to be attacked with a laser or a phaser sure. or something. Yeah. And then you also want to make sure the clasps on your helmet are tight <laughs> so that it doesn't come off. Um, get a gun that is rechargeable by battery. <laughs> by battery? You don't want a solar power <laughs> laser? <laughs> no, it's dark in space. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so you want battery power uh -huh. so that you could just charge it up and go. <laughs> Do you want uh, reloadable batteries on your on your person so you can always just put it in your gun? <laughs> well, that's smart. You can have a utility belt. Uh -huh. So like with my camera, I have yeah. backup batteries. Yeah. You charge them and then you load them. And then you can just, when you run out of ammo instead of a clip, boom, battery pack. <laughs> So yeah, that's my advice. Uh, stay away from sarlacc pits. Oh wait, that's not. Yeah, no, that's technically vintage. It's the seventies. Yeah, but I was thinking of like that, that that sleek, uh, pretty, pretty like you know space uniform type thing. Uh, you you definitely went with the practical <laughs> angle. I mean, you you go to uh, Wasteland Weekend, so you know you want to yeah. have a bunch of stuff on your person. I didn't. All of the uh, space rangers or space heroes that I was thinking of, uh, they definitely don't look ready <laughs> for, That's for adventures. True. <laughs> but I want my vintage space hero to survive. And I feel like you can be sleek and practical at the same time. Like, it's just a matter of uh, design, right? And research. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could design a sexy and practical costume. Like, um... Like a really like a form fitted, form fitted bodysuit that also happened to be made out of a really tough, durable material. Uh, really good quality boob armor would also, you know, it make your boobs look good, but it would protect your heart and your organs. Oh, I'm already, so, I'm already thinking of like having the rocket pack, not actually be a oh, rocket pack, but be a backpack uh, to put all your shit. Oh, well, I, I wasn't that practical. I, think, I was thinking utility belt. You could still have a rocket pack. Where do you want people to know about... Uh, what, what, what sites do you want people to know about to find your stuff? Okay. My primary Instagram is jaw images. It's J-A-W underscore images. That's where I post uh, little sneak peeks of my professional photography. 
I admittedly am a very lazy social media person. So I do have a Facebook page that is under Jaw Images Photography, or is it Photography and Art? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, it's either Jaw Images Art and Photography or Photography and Art, but I rarely <laughs> update it. And I don't have my own website because they're a lot of work. Yeah. And I'm lazy. Um, so Instagram, people. Follow me on Instagram and like my posts. Um, you can also see a lot of the exclusive content that I've shot on CosplayDeviants.com. Now, that is an adult subscription site. However, it does have a free feature so that you could like post in forums and uh, you can you can do really limited stuff. But if you like like sexy cosplay pinup, it is a great site that does not charge a lot monthly and they give out like promo codes so it's even more affordable. Um, and everybody, like all the models, it's pretty interactive and it's really nice. But a lot of my, a lot of my adult content is on there. Um, the other websites that have my adult content like Pixel Vixens, don't go there. It's a terrible place. My photography is nice, but a lot of the other stuff is, is not. Also, they don't pay their models, so just don't go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cosplay Deviance is, like I said, you could see a lot of my pinup, like, exclusive work there. Um, and then Instagram is where you see, like, teasers of my other work. I will, fu I will fix this eventually in the future. Because once I shoot stuff, I tend to, like, send the photos out. And then the models, they put it on their real websites and their Instagrams, and I'm just like, okay, I'm here. And that's not a that's not a smart business practice, I admit. But that's my life. That's, that's how I roll, I guess. 